Hello. 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 Mr. Sounds, Skyler. <laughs> sounds like Jeff. It sounds like we have a third voice on our pod. Yes. We should. And this do. voice, just by accent alone, sounds like they know more about football <laughs> than both of us combined. Yeah, easily. We'll see. Uh, we'd like to welcome uh, to Meet the Soccers, Neil. Uh, Maybe the most mentioned person on Meet the Soccers outside of Arsene Wenger. Uh, so, Neil, uh, welcome to our podcast. Say hello. Hello, hello. I think my first mention was Jeff saying that all Scottish guys were tight with their money. <laughs> I do remember that. So I'll keep that one up here, Jeff. I've got a couple for you. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't remember saying that about Oh, that. I do. <laughs> I remember... <laughs> Any opinion about all Scottish people, man? I should really paint with a short brush. Yeah, there you go. All right. Well, Jeff, you want to apologize? Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't do apologies. Oh man. Well, then, well, then let's just you let's also just don't uh, characterize entire countries of people in one sentence, there, do you? So smart play. Well, Neil, uh, tell us tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, you're clearly from scenic New Jersey. I'm I'm yeah. sensing from your from your accent. Uh, tell yeah. us where. I've been over here in LA since 1992, but before that I was up in Aberdeen. And that's how, you know, that's where my United connection came from. So I was an Aberdeen fan all the way through the 80s. When Aberdeen were good, Aberdeen had a great team through the 80s with Ferguson and, and won the league, won the European Cup winners' Cup, beat Real Madrid and Bayern Munich. Um, and then Ferguson went down to United in 86. So I despised him, and at the time I despised United, and then I gave it a couple of years, and then. Uh, but there's a there, there, there's a there's a huge connection with with Aberdeen and and United. Dennis Law going all the way back played uh, came from Aberdeen. Martin Buchan played for both Aberdeen and, and United. So there's been a lot of folks from Aberdeen going down to United, and then a lot of Scottish guys at United. So I was late to the game to United. So I would say I'm a United fan from '87 onwards. So you've also lived in L.A. longer than I've been a United fan, and that's very humbling. Well, I've lived in L.A. now longer than I live back home. Wow. Would Would you yeah. say at this point, are you? would you consider yourself more of an Angelino or more of a Scott? No, I keep saying back home, so I know where my home is. Yeah. I you came just... over here for six months in 92. <laughs> and, and, and you were into it. I come here... On the 27th of April, 92, and the LA riot started on the 29th of April. That was my first week. And then I was going to... got a new TV and a new couch, and you're like... (laughs) (laughs) Going cheap. (laughs) And I didn't know... I I, I remember watching TV at the time and thinking, how can people riot when you've got palm trees in the street and sunshine? But I guess my idea of LA has changed over the years. We we find a way to be miserable. We yes. really do. Yeah, <laughs> you should be Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wa- I wanted to bring up something. You 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 already uh, brought the the Scottish connection to United, and I would say if you look look back before the Premier League era, like it wasn't even just a Scottish connection. Like there was. Uh, Scottish players, uh, Irish players, Welsh players. It was like the United Kingdom. I feel like United yeah. had a lot more of a representation from uh, the countries uh, surrounding Britain. Like, what what is your opinion on the, like? I guess the globalization of football, but then the globalization of United. Now it's it looks like a United Nations. Like most most yeah. of the top teams. 
I think historically, if you look back, especially before the Premier League, that the, the, most of the teams in in the English First Division at the time would have been UK-based players. And United had, obviously, players like Best, um, a lot of Scottish players, Joe Jordan, Gordon McQueen, going all the way back. But you look at most of the big teams at the time, they were all UK-based, and it really wasn't until the money of the Premier League arrived that we started attracting the foreign talent. But if, if you're not Scott McTominay, uh, like how like what what how do you even? Scott McTominay. So, so yeah, I mean he scored four yeah. four goals in a week. That's more than anybody can say. Yes. Yep. Um, but like, do you do you think there's still a place at the big clubs for like young talent from some of these other neighboring countries? Like, of course, there's going to be always a path for English talent because of league rules, right? Yep. Like minimum uh, homegrown players, all that. But like. Is it is it getting harder for someone like let's say an Evan Ferguson at Brighton like yeah. to break through at big clubs? Oh, for sure, absolutely. Because now you you've got talent scouts going and buying young players from South America and Europe. And look look at what United did with Garnacho. Let me say Garnacho at, at fifteen from Atletico Madrid, who had signed him from you know a team in Argentina. So you know that takes the place of a Scottish player, a Welsh player, an Irish player. It's just a just a wider audience now, or wider field to choose from. I mean, and and then when it's when it's this competitive, you can't really complain if you're getting those those Argentine players or Brazilian players or whatnot. But like, part of me thinks that there is like sort of a local charm that disappears when you when you don't sure. have as many yeah, yeah, yeah. Scottish, Irish, etc. Yeah, and you look at you know the the traditional northern teams in England. The Liverpool teams, the Manchester teams, and then on the East Coast and Newcastle, it was always there was always a lot of Scottish players there. Not so much, I say, not so much the London teams. It's probably not the case, but I didn't always feel it was so much with the London teams. Um, but that's disappeared. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> fucking Scotland have never been that great anyway. Um, recently, recently, but you got a lot of younger Scottish players that are coming through. But you know, you look at. Robertson at um, Liverpool and the young boy at um, at, at Brentford, uh, fullback. Um, can't remember his name now. Don't don't forget Kieran Tierney at, <laughs> at Arsenal. Yeah. I was skipping him. I say, you know, Scotland. Scotland played Spain and they had three left backs in the team. You're trying to squeeze three left backs into a, a team of eleven. It's tough because they had Robertson, Kearney, and the boy at uh, Brentford. Um, his name will come to me, but I can't remember his name. Je- Jeff is like a sniper covered in camouflage and mud with an arsenal gun. Just yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, there's yeah, an arse- yeah. arsenal moment. I know, I, but to answer your question, Jeff, I, I hadn't forgotten about Kearney. I just didn't mention him. <laughs> I see, I see. So, 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 so ch- change of football downside aside, like, what are some of the memories that you've had? Just like big moments, either matches you've gotten to go to, or maybe I happen to know something about a, a daughter having a specific player's kit. Yeah. yeah, tell us, tell some, tell us some Neil shit because that's I more think, entertaining than what we'll say. Well, I think, you know, if I think back to coming over here when I came over in '92, you just didn't have the TV coverage that we do now, so I wasn't able to watch games. I remember watching United win the league or not win the league, but they beat Sheffield Wednesday second or last second or third last game of the season in 93 to more or less win the league 
and I watched that on a Spanish channel and I just came on it by mistake. I didn't know the game was going to be on. I used to go to the, the Cock and Bull in Santa Monica and watch the games there in the early days, which was great. And I missed that. They closed down during COVID. Mm. Um, but I was thinking back to when the bar had closed down, I was thinking back to you know, some of the games and you know, the likes of the Champions League final in 2008 with the John Terry penalty miss. I mean, things like that were... The day was superb. The game was great. It was it was great being there. But I also think about things like going to the bar in the last game of the season in 2011 when City won the league, when they beat uh, QPR in the last game game of the season, the two goals, and just thinking about that from just from just to be able to watch that live on two different TVs, United on one, City on another, from just from a sporting standpoint, it's just fucking great. And and I I've t- taped it. You can say tape anymore. You de- you TVO'd it. You DVR'd it. <laughs> yes, I, I, I've got those uh, those games taped, and NBC did a, a sort of recall of the two games and side by side, and I've got that tape because I just think it was one of the best sporting events that I've ever witnessed. Wow. However, I tell you, there's a TV. I, I'd watch United win, and then I came to watch the last five minutes of the City game and I switched TVs and there was a TV right above where you used to come into the bar and I'd never watch that TV again. I watched City win the league (laughs) on the TV and I would never watch that TV again. So they had TVs all around the bar but that was the last time I watched that TV. Jeff, if you're wondering if if Scottish guys hold a grudge uh, regarding (laughs) your your (laughs) earlier comments, Neil cursed out an entire direction of television. It is funny to think, though. I mean, I, I I lived on the West Coast a little bit, but most of the time that I was there, there it was like I was there for a summer, so I didn't really miss much in terms of the games. But I mean, you were you were showing up to this bar at four o'clock in the morning, then? Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm cursed because of my, my work hours. I, I do I work East Coast, so I'm up at that time anyway. So, you know, uh, the likes of Saturday's games at four thirty here. I'm awake by 3.30 or 4 o'clock anyway. So it's not as if I'm getting up for the game. I'm just up. So all that stuff was easy. But, um, you know, it, it used to be great on a Sunday if United had an 8 o'clock game, we'd finish at 10. And then the bar went from a United bar to a Steelers bar for the NFL. And oh, you wow. would just stay for that. So that, you know, that was a great Sunday. It was a lost Sunday, but it was a great, <laughs> it was a great Sunday. Did you uh, have you fallen into any sort of American sporting? Um, I don't know. Have you become a fan of any particular teams, clubs, sports? Just the NFL. I mean, I think that's the only the sport that I watch over here, um, and maybe just because I gamble on it. But I, I, enjoy, <laughs> I enjoy the NFL. And, and funnily enough, I, I stumbled on the Steelers long before I went to the bar. Um, I think it was one of the first NFL games that I watched, and my wife had said something along the lines of. I know him. He used to go to my high school. I said, "Okay, I'm a Steelers fan." Not really knowing much about the Steelers at all, but from what I know about uh, people from Liverpool, they should really call their team the Steelers because I've heard that they'll steal anything. Even gypsies. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we can't we can't co-sign that, Neil. But ah, oh, that gets bleeped out. <laughs> no, no, we'll Steven leave it Sousers. in. Okay. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, and I just need to be against it uh, publicly. Yeah, okay. <laughs> 
you'd be publicly against that. <laughs> what about uh, tell 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 Jeff the story about the McTominay kit that you got your daughter? Not to just tell the whole story in yeah, my request. I, you know, my my daughter, she's twenty one this month, so she's had you know she's sort of followed or been aware of United for the last ten years when we've been shit. So she's only seen not so good seasons, and we were back uh, a couple of years ago. For she was at Glasgow University. We went to the United Liverpool game when Liverpool beat United five nothing at Old Trafford, and she took off her jacket. And her favourite player has been McTominay. She took off her jacket and she had a McTominay shirt on. And that's when United just played awful. McTominay was terrible, but the guy behind her was screaming in her ear there's only two people in this fucking stadium they've got a mctominay shirt it's you and him <laughs> <laughs> and he's like why why she, he goes are you scott uh, no he says are you family or something she goes, no i'm scottish and she doesn't look scottish and she's obviously got an american accent so it took him a while to <laughs> understand that one but you know and we were playing a few weeks ago, uh, for nostalgia, there was a guy in the other field that had a McTominay shirt on. So I've seen two now. Three it's like Scott, but two. It's, it's uh, like spotting two albino like elephants or something. You're yeah. like, wow, I didn't think I'd ever see one. Yeah, you didn't need to abuse her though. It was a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> but then, but then he puts in two goals against Spain. Yeah. His sit yeah. down Spain. Yeah, uh, he's, he's a decent player. Um, I don't know if he's if he's quite got it to make it for a while at United, but he's a decent player. He's he's because he's always asked for United to play essentially stand-in Casemiro role, and that's not what he does very well for Scotland. No, and then you've seen him in the last couple of games with um, Sabitzer. The two of them seem to me to be exactly the same player and just doesn't work together. Sabitzer, I think, has a little bit more of a pass on him, and that pass can go forwards. He's got a little bit more of a ponytail. Um, all right, did, Neil. Did you did you by any chance have a chance to watch the 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 one nil yesterday against yeah. uh, Brentford? Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. What what was your what was your take okay. on it? Well, they were okay in the first half. They're a little bit uh, loose in the second half, but um, I tell you, that's that's a tough team to play against, and uh, I think everybody. I bet. That. Yeah, they are not. Um, you know, they're not where they are positioned in the league by accident. They they, they actually got a decent team there. I mean, they thumped United at the beginning of the season. So, and, and, and this was a re- this was a response also to the to the capitulation against yeah. Newcastle, which was so painful to watch. Well, I think you know, I, I, you you sit through seven nothing Liverpool, and you know by the end of that, I was just laughing to myself, and then I just I was really just disappointed at, at the Newcastle game because there was just nothing and. You know, you had people saying because Casemiro's not there, or you know, obviously missing Ericsson, but he should still be able to put up a, a, a game against Newcastle. I watched the Newcastle game yesterday as well, though. I thought they looked good. And your boys, Jeff, still have to go to Newcastle. Yes, we do, and we I, have to go to Anfield. Yeah, back you to got, back. You got, you got City, um, uh, Liverpool, and then Newcastle, all away from home. Yeah. I looked today actually at the um, sort of the history of the last ten games under Pep Guardiola at Man City, and there's been several seasons where they just don't drop a single point yep. in that time. Mm-hmm. Many seat, well, I think there's only one where they didn't drop any points. There's been many where they didn't lose any games. Yeah, you know, they may have drawn a few here or there, but 
they are a team that closes out titles and you know we have this like sort of fake eight point lead over them but you know really we've taken a penalty and we're just waiting for them to go take theirs and they're probably going to score it because they're sitting. exactly yeah so then now it's down yeah. to five and then we have to play them away so now it's down to two and then you know take your pick for the last eight games of the season whether you think a two-point th- lead is enough I was saying to one of my pals the other day, if Arsenal win two of the three games, the Liverpool, Newcastle and City, any two of those three games, you stand a really good chance of winning the league. Yeah. However, I'd like to bring up Thomas Party, <laughs> posting during the week, laughing at United getting beat up at Newcastle when you guys still have to go up to Newcastle. Yeah, and we have not beaten them this year either. No. We, we uh-uh. have drawn at home to them. Yep. Um, I was actually I was at the match where you guys drew at home. I was at oh, the no no game. The yeah. Nil, yeah. Like, we we both were. Yeah, we were. I was not yep. alone. <laughs> um, but it was they're they're just a team that does that where it's like in a weird way a nil nil is almost a result for them because it's like you can you can you can have a nil nil game with them where they can somehow beat you, but it's like it's it's almost hard to imagine just like playing football against them and winning you know it's like it doesn't yeah. happen they just slow everything down to a crawl do. and yeah. especially up there i'm sure it'll be that well i've been i have been surprised by arsenal this year i, I after the world cup I, I thought you guys would fall away and you obviously have me so we'll see where it goes that's the nicest thing Neil's ever said to anybody, Jeff. Ever. <laughs> yeah. Ever. He, 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 he's been preparing that one. because he... <laughs> On this podcast, I've now peaked and everything's going to be downhill from here. Now, now he's ready to get the other remarks he's been preparing. For exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, I mean, uh... but that new, that Newcastle team, like, it feels like we only beat them in the, in the League Cup final because they were missing so many players and we were really up for it. Yeah, like that's a good side. I think they've surprised me more than Arsenal because they they were not a good team last year and and put it together. So it'll be interesting. You know, I I I I'd like to think that United should have done enough or will do enough to to finish in the top four. You know, Newcastle and Tottenham have got to play each other, so somebody's got to drop points there. They've both got a tough run in. United have got an easier like run. Three in. more games than everybody else, too. Yeah, and they're yeah. shit. Yeah, Tottenham are shit. Thank you. It's an <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but we'll see. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I don't want City to win the league, but you know, the year that Leicester won the league, and everybody's saying, "Oh, it's fantastic! What a great story!" I'm like, "Fuck no! I'm just I don't want anybody to win. The if it's not United, I don't want anybody else to win the league." And, and I had, you know. Leicester winning the league did nothing for me, so Arsenal winning the league won't do Certainly anything not. for me. It just annoys me even more. It's like one of those disgusting hypotheticals where it's like, all right, you've got to move forward or back up, and your dad's dick is behind you and your mom's vagina is in front of you. Like, what do you do? And you're like, I, I don't participate in the joke right, is what I do. Well, I mean, I've got a story about that, but, uh, <laughs> but it's not for a podcast. But it's, uh, but it's, City, it's City winning three times and having a chance at a possible treble that's still on the table for them, or it's yeah. Arsenal winning and Jeff rubbing it in our faces for the next ten years. Yeah, it's it's tough. And and look, for as much as I like some of the players in the Arsenal team, I don't like Arteta. And, and, oh, and, really? and yeah. He played for Rangers. I don't like anybody to play for Rangers. Fair so. enough. Mm-hmm. Fair I have enough. my reasons. It's just yeah. not Oh everybody that I hate, I have a reason for it. 
everybody. Most <laughs> There are some players in our in our Sunday some, league that yeah, there's some blanket <laughs> players that just come under that umbrella. But yeah, I feel like people have actually forgotten it. But I, until Arteta has had this like weird Midas touch lately, he was strangely he was just a player where even a lot of Arsenal fans like just hated him. Yeah, like just something about yeah, him. Yeah, like he was our, yeah. he was a club captain at Arsenal, and yeah. like there is something about him where he's like, like. I mean, personally, like, I would name my next kid after him if I had the chance, but... If you win the league. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, I, I sort of get I get why he's not... Like, he, he's a bit of a robot, you know? Yeah. And he's, well, like, a handsome think... robot. That's annoying. Well, he's like... handsome, but he's got strange hair. But I just think he's... I just think this year he's just... He, he, he doesn't know if he wants to be Pep or Klopp, and he's kind of got this sort of mixture of them both. I think tactically he's Pep, and then he wants to do this raging on the sidelines. I think that's an act. It's like Klopp's act. Yeah, but I don't even see, like, is he, am I crazy? Is he doing more on the sidelines than everyone else? Like, he seems to be, like, every coach gets, they're like, hey, whatever, Er, I don't like that. Like, he doesn't, I don't see what he's doing that every other coach in the league isn't doing. I just think he's angry for the wrong reasons. Just be happy. <laughs> Scottish Scottish advice. There you go. <laughs> if, I, if I may happy. paint with a broad brush for an, an entire other region of the world, I'm told that where he's from in Spain, there the the stereotype is you're um, passionately pragmatic, and so it's someone who will like get tears in their eyes as they're like spilling wine on themselves, but they're telling you about how you have to like save up using a tax-free account for the down payment on your kid's <laughs> home. And they're saying, and you will do this for your family. And you will, and like, and he kind of strikes me as that guy where it's like deep down, like he's such a fucking nerd. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, but you have to be like the only people that are successful in the game now, they're like Ronaldo. They don't drink. They eat boiled yeah. chicken breast and broccoli every day. It's like, there's not a lot of George Best left in this game. You know, That's even if it's Rooney, it's like Rooney was coaching DC United for like three years before Ronaldo, you know, Ronaldo's still playing in 120 yeah. degree heat. Like, yeah. It's like CEOs, all psychopaths, right? Like, it's you're yeah. only getting to that point if you're a psychopath. And I don't know what it is about, about Arteta. I, I, I don't. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe I just see him raging on the sidelines. He doesn't stand in this technical area. I know fucking not a lot of people do, but. At least he's not all cuddly like Klopp is. Klopp cuddles his guys before they go on the field, cuddles them yeah. as they come. Get the fuck out of here, please. He, he clops the feel, you yeah, can say. I, <laughs> yeah. Jeff, Jeff, did you happen to catch any of your own match, uh, the 4-1 against uh, the remains of the United States national team known as Leeds United? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I caught the whole thing on uh, BBC Five Radio because I live in the worst country in the world to watch English football in, England. Yes. Um, yes. I, do you do the same thing in Scotland where you have the 3 p.m. kickoffs all blocked everywhere? Yeah, so traditionally, before all this TV happened, games were on a Saturday at 3 and a Wednesday at 7.30. So if you had a midweek huh. game, it kicked off on a Wednesday at 7.30. And those were the times. And then when the whole TV thing started to happen, they started showing live games, they said, that's fine, but you can't have a live game at 3 o'clock because all your lower league teams are playing at 3 and you don't want to take an audience away from them. So no live games at 3, so you get the early morning kickoff, the tea time kickoff, 
Sundays are normally okay because that's all for TV. But I didn't know it was to support the lower league teams. I thought it was that if everyone can watch the game on TV, no one's coming to the stadium, which I, which Jeff and I have laughed about as ridiculous. Yeah. So the, yeah. So and that's that. That was the reason. Re, uh, reason originally. Because oh. all your lower league games kick off at three o'clock. They still with this traditional three o'clock game on a Saturday. More altruistic than I would have assumed. Oh yeah, that's us. That's, that's the defense <laughs> of it. Now. Europeans. That's the defense of it now. But I really think, I don't know. I, I really think it's just they're just incompetent. That's all. You know what I mean? Like they they have already decided we're going to be the Death Star. We are going to be a giant money-making machine that slowly sucks the joy out of this, or at least trades the joy for money as quickly as we can. But I'm like, in this one case, can't you just can't you just trade it for money quicker so we can at least watch some of these games? You know what I mean? Like, uh. and I get that, but I think the way that they've always positioned it is, you are a Buddy fan, so Buddy is five miles, ten miles outside of Manchester. Yeah, and yeah. you're playing Rochdale on a Saturday afternoon at three o'clock, and United yeah. are playing Liverpool, and United Liverpool games on live, and you're in the bar at, in Bury, and it's raining outside. And you're like, fuck, I'm not going to go to the game. I'll just watch United Liverpool. Yeah, and it would it would take away from it would take away from from the audience at live games. I just can't imagine Major League Baseball doing that because the Toledo Mud Hens have a game and we want to make sure that a few hundred people go to that. Like, it feels like like the lower leagues in American sports are all feeder teams. Like, there is there is yeah. no lower yeah. league independent anything. Right. But I, I still wonder that of, like... Don't monkey with tradition. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, they, they've they've monkeyed with it enough in that they were willing to have a like a literal like sort of you know sort of '80s corporate movie starring Michael Douglas where they broke off and became the Premier League and they cut all the TV money out from all these. Yeah. So it's like they're willing to cut them off at the knees oh, yeah. to a certain extent. Will they at least cut them off at the knees in the ways that benefit the people who want to sit inside and drink another pint at a pub and watch the game instead of going out in the rain like me? Like, no, and I get that. I, I, I do. I, I see both sides of it. And, you know, and if there was a maybe a greater share of TV money that went to the lower league teams to support that a little bit. Which, but the other side of that is, you know, if you are a Preston or a Rochdale or a Bury or, or some of the smaller teams around London, yeah. and instead of getting 5,000 people through the gate, you're getting 2,000. But some, you know, it's still being made up with with TV money somehow. You'd still rather play in front of five thousand to two thousand. Yeah. Well, and then you wonder too how quickly it's a slippery slope where it's like, oh, yeah. last week there was only two thousand people in the stands. I'm not going in there if I can't sing and I can't whatever. Can't sing. and then it affects uh, will impact bars around the stadium and, and yeah. And... Why don't all these clubs just get a Ryan Reynolds? It feels like it's such an easy solution. Be, yeah, I'm I'm next. You guys should be next. Famous US podcasters by some shit team in... in, in MK Dons or Wimbledon, whatever the fuck they're called. We're we're the new Wimbledudes. You don't want those those guys. Get some shit team, like Forest Green or something like that. Salford. Jeff and I are going to buy Salford City FC. Mm, I'd like to stay away from from the Manchester area. From Neville and all them guys. Jeff, real quick. uh, Arsenal scored four goals. I saw Jesus... 
scored two. What's yeah. happening? What's going on? Jesus is back, and you know he was one of the big reasons that I thought. I mean, that was such a classic Arsenal move to send a player to the World Cup, have him not play at the World Cup, but get injured at the World Cup, and have that ruin the season. Nah. And so I figured that's what I figured that was it. And it was like, all right, well, that's cool. We got to lead the league until November, and then maybe we'll be in the Champions League next year. Like I thought that would be the season, and then we just kind of keep hanging on, and we've more or less been in first place the whole season. So and and at this time, back. at this time of year, Easter. Jesus, Jesus has risen again. He rose again. Um, he was out for three he months. He surprised me this year. He surprised me how good he's been. And Zinchenko, yeah. both of them coming from City. It says a lot about City, though, that they've just got, like, gold bars in the cabinets that are just, like, sitting there. Like, there are players that don't get enough game time for City that would be crushing it for another well, team. I think that's Pep's way. I mean, I think if anybody went to Pep and said, I want to leave... Pep's like, fuck it, then, then you're out. I don't want anybody playing with me that doesn't yeah. want to be here. And I think he's shown that. But, you know, I think he blessed both Zinchenko and, and uh, Jesus for, for leaving. So, Although I do wonder, you know, if the, I, I think on some level we are just such small, annoying gnats to City. You know what I mean? They're thinking about the Champions League. They're thinking about another league title. But, like, on some level, if I were a City fan, I'd be like, hey, maybe we shouldn't sell a bunch of really <laughs> useful players yeah. to, like, the other, like, the big, you know what I mean? Like, we, Well, we, there we used to easily... be sort of one-way traffic going the other way. Right. Like Arsenal selling players to City, and then you picked up a couple coming this way, which is good. I, I, I think if I was a City fan, I think if Arsenal go to Liverpool this weekend and beat Liverpool, I would begin to worry as a City fan. Because to your earlier point, Jeff, if you look at the last 10 games of the season with City, they normally, you know, if they need to put a run together, they, they, yeah, they do. They do. I don't know if they will this year. It doesn't seem like the same City team. They've got little weaknesses. Yeah. But I, so. I really think you just need to go up there and beat them. Not A draw is no good to you, I don't think, in that game. It's interesting because I kind of think if – if we manage to get four points between Anfield and Newcastle, that's that's actually kind of a pretty good result. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you think about it, it's not really good enough for us because if we go and lose at the Etihad, which all the smart money would say that we are going to, now it's dead even and they have the goal difference and we have a, a handful of games left in the season and you know we're probably not winning the league anymore. And I think that – so it's sort of that shows you – how difficult, like the fake eight point lead that we have yeah. is actually so precarious because even if we get two very good away from home results, we're still in trouble, I think. But if you get the four points there, if you get yeah. four points between between Anfield and Newcastle, then you can go to City and get a draw there and still feel good yeah. about things. So yeah, it, it's not a case of having to go to City and beat them at City. You can go there and get a draw, which I think is doable. We'll see. Look at me. I'm, I'm... Neil, you know, Neil, <laughs> you're like a little bit of an Arsenal fan, it sounds like. Uh, yeah. I know. Oh, maybe I just want to make a career of this podcast thing. I keep getting asked. <laughs> <laughs> Neil, you... <laughs> Neil, you can do your own podcast, start tomorrow, and in three days you'd be taking a shit on our podcast. <laughs> 
and then I'll come on yours and say very nice. Yeah, there you go. That's Scott McTominay. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Neil's like, it's it, uh, yeah, I'm your host, Neil. This is Defeat the Suckers. Uh, my whole goal is to destroy this other podcast. <laughs> a great bit. For you. Neil, I brought this up with Jeff a number of times, and he hates when I bring this up. Mm. We, I, I'm, I have no doubts about where I would like Mason Greenwood to be, and that is not on the pitch for my club. Yep. Thomas Partey just yeah. ha- was was lucky enough to not have Instagram evidence leak about what yep. he may or may not have done, and look at look at how different. The season would be like we just talked about. Look how different your season would be if City didn't sell those two players to you. Yep. Look how different the season would be if there was no Partey at any point uh, yeah, uh, after I, his. You know, I think to an extent Partey is your Casemiro, and he kind of exactly blends everything together. But to your point about Greenwood, and you and I have talked about this, Jeff. Ten Hag would have loved him. Ten Hag would have loved a player like Greenwood as a mm. forward. Play him through the middle, left-footed, right-footed, loves the press. Would have been a fucking great player in Ten Hag's team. But I don't want anybody like that to play for United. I just, you know, I just, just it's, it's not good for United. It's not good for the game. It's not good for the women's game in the UK and worldwide. And I just don't want bad people playing for yeah. United. And um, the party thing, I, you know, there's just, there's just. I mean, these things happen. These things are out there. You got the guy at say Mendy was the same. I, I I don't know how party's still playing. I don't. But I I could also even go back to be a little bit to be a little nice to Jeff and say that yeah. like Ronaldo is kind of in a similar camp to yeah. Partey, where like he was coming and I had to like on this podcast live figure out how I felt about it, and yeah. it was like. Hoping for the best, but then eventually realizing it's not worth it to damage your ethics so much for so little. Yeah. But like going back, like what if Giggs had had been caught for all the shit that he's pulled off while he was playing instead of in his forties? Shagging your brother's wife. And beat beating on like he he physically yeah. beat women. Like I would say yeah. in some cases the argument is we don't know everything, but like Giggs might be just as bad of a person as Greenwood. Well, he certainly come out of that way. And if yeah. you look at Giggs, you would just never expect it. And if you hear Giggs being interviewed and all the way through his career, you would never think he was like that. I would have gotten his, like, kit until all that came out, and it yeah. just really changed it for me. Yeah. And that's why I just don't... Yeah. I don't want Paul Scholes to do any more talking. I don't want to find out anything about Paul Scholes that I don't already know. Like, just stay a stupid, beautiful ginger. Just, like I know. It's an oxymoron there, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. And, and and it's, you know, the whole ethics thing with football and everything being out there now, it's it's not good. And and we all, and you mentioned Best earlier, and you look back and you think, ah, Georgie Best, what a great guy, what a funny guy. Well, I don't know, he's cheating on his yeah. lives, missing games. You know, he went down to, there's a story of him going down to, um, United were at Chelsea and they went down on the Friday night and then he hooked up with Miss World on the Friday night and that was his excuse for missing the Chelsea game on the Saturday. That was the best <laughs> excuse. That and was the best like, excuse. Boss. <laughs> boss. What, what should I do? Yeah, it's just so, I mean, stuff like that. I mean, that's... so. Just imagine, like, a young George Best or even a young Roy Keane on Twitter 
or like on Instagram. Like, best, like I know best on that would have been fucking great. He was, <laughs> but he was. I mean, I, 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 and you know, he, he is. He will be and is idolized and should be idolized at United. But he only had. I don't know, three or four seasons at United. Wasn't this yeah. if he was? I mean, I, I I got asked in a bar once in Manchester by a Stoke City fan of all of all people, who my favourite United player was of all time, and I said Rooney, and I said Rooney because he was a great club servant, and you know I loved the way he played. Um, when he disputed that, it's a Stoke fan who was disputing that. He was talking about Best and Cantona. I'm like, I loved Cantona, but Cantona was there for two years or three years, and Best wasn't there much longer. And at least you get Rooney, who spends the majority of his career there. Um, and I, when Greenwood burst through, I just thought, you know, I, I, I truly thought that he was going to be the player, end up one of the best players in the world in five years' time, and now he's wherever the hell he is well, now. And, and that, I think a lot of that has to do with the age of star players and prospects getting younger and younger. Like, yeah. we're hearing about 15-year-olds that are, yeah. like, in a few years, they're going to be good, and they're already getting told that they're God's gift to the earth from yep. age 12 onwards. Like, that's got to fuck with you the way that being, like, a child star for TV well, would, it like... Does. It does, but look at Saka at Arsenal. Yeah. He's just a down-to-earth guy. All he wants to do is play football. Same with Rashford. They started Rashford, at 18. Exactly. And Rashford's the same. And then you you, you got to love players like that. And for as much as I love Garnacho, you turn up at training with your fucking hair dye blonde like he did, I'd be telling him to go home and shave your head and come back when it grows out of your natural colour. fucking looks ridiculous. <laughs> it's, the color, it's the color of nachos. <laughs> I just want players that want to play football. And that's not to say that I would have been like that. I was never nowhere good enough to be like that. But I just want players on my team that just want to play football. Yeah. A, a team of Martinez's. Lissandro Martinez's. Yes, indeed. Mm. <laughs> he would be like, if, if you could take one player from United and have 11 of those that you had to do a league season with, who would it be? Past or present? Like on the current team. Oh, okay. Well, you know, on, on, on this season's form, somebody like Rashford. I, I, and I've always, even when he was shit last year, and he was truly awful last year, and he'd lost all confidence, couldn't beat a player. He just, he was actually, it was it was like watching our Zog League. And, and just... <laughs> that bad? <laughs> just running into players instead of running past players. But Rashford this season's been great, and I love him for that. Um, Rashford at centre-back? Rashford at, uh, Yeah. <laughs> Put them all over the place. But Martinez is great. But, you know, a player like... You, you take a player like Ericsson, I think Ericsson could play anywhere. I think he's such a great footballer. For 60 minutes. <laughs> yeah, and then he'd have to come off. <laughs> fucking old. <laughs> all right. Uh, before we get into previewing the next two matches, Neil, I spontaneously came up with a question I think Jeff and I would both love to hear your answer for. And you can see it scrolling on the bottom of the screen. How do you feel about... Qatar? Qatar? I'm not going to do it right. Qatar? I just say Qatar. But that's not saying that that's correct. Um, I think I've got mixed feelings. I don't think there's anybody at United that's that's happy with the Glazers. Um, and, you know, and I think if we all had our own way, then you would have Ratcliffe and his um, posse in there at United. Somebody that 
Some did it was British. Some did it was you know Norwich Manchester, Norwich football. Um, You're such a United fan right now because when he says, "How do you feel about Qatar?" Your first thought is United and not the World Cup that just happened. But yes, I no, but, but but that is that is what I meant though. I was leading yeah, to the oh, to okay. the takeover for sure. I wasn't like Neil. Re- quick retrospective on the World Cup six months later. <laughs> well, you know the whole human rights, oil money. I, I don't know. I don't know if it sits well with me. I don't know if I would, I and mean, you and I spoke about this on Sunday before our game, I don't know if it stops me watching, um, but I think I need to know about the deal. But uh, it wouldn't be my first choice. I'm with you. I think I'll still keep watching. I'm never going to turn and praise the Sheik for delivering a championship, though. Like I feel like the, the it, as long as the intention of the sports washing is kind of defeated and... Yeah. And you keep talking about the shit they're doing wrong anyway. If anything, they're just bringing more media scrutiny onto themselves by doing this. But I'll, Jeff will give me shit for it, and he'll have a right to give me shit for it. But like now there's just like money flowing in when for so long it's been flowing out. Yeah. You know, the, the, the bunch at City did it right um, until, <laughs> until they didn't. But, you know, they did a lot for the neighborhood, um, you know, gave back to the community, did a lot for the community. Um, but you know, still got your financial fair play. Maybe City win the league and then get docked a point and a half, and you win the league by half a point. That would be hilarious. <laughs> that would be so funny. It's but like they, they'd end up docking City half a point so they could win the league by half a point. That's what they would do. Yeah, we still lose on goal difference. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, I would love for you to win the league on a technicality or an asterisk. I would yeah. be all about that. It's like so it doesn't really count. Is what we would say on the top of the bus riding around North London. <laughs> it's like when Liverpool won the league recently. It was during COVID. There was nobody there. It was fucking great. I didn't see it. It, it, was, it was, no, I don't even know if it happened. <laughs> a, a good friend of mine over here, an Irish guy, a Liverpool fan, and it's okay to talk about this later, obviously, but he had COVID really bad and was in hospital when Liverpool won the league. So he was getting treated for COVID. He couldn't watch his team win the league that he hadn't seen win the league for 30 years. And that just made me feel better about everything. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm okay with things like that. Because <laughs> he survived, right? There's no, there's no victim except no, his no, emotions. He, he missed it on TV. He couldn't watch it, and he's stuck in hospital with COVID. I'm okay ne- with that. Neil, are you friends with anybody in your own personal life that's a Liverpool fan or an Arsenal fan or a City fan, even? Yeah, I, I, I am. I mean, and look, I, I can't be around Liverpool fans at a Liverpool game, so I couldn't go to a bar. That wasn't all United for a Liverpool game. City, not so bad. Because um, you can't find a bar full of City fans anywhere. <laughs> no. The City but, diaspora. Yeah, my, my brother-in-law in Aberdeen's a Liverpool fan. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. he's alive. He's an Aberdeen fan and a Liverpool fan. Um, and he's a Liverpool fan because of Dalgleish and a lot of the Scottish players that Liverpool had in the 70s. Uh, and a couple of Liverpool fans out here. But I but it, it, I, I could never sit in a room with them and watch a game. 
and and they'd be the same as me, so it's not like it's just a one-way thing. We wouldn't want to be around each other when there was a game on. I'm so desperate to watch a match live with you that I'm announcing it on this podcast that I'm desperate to watch a match live with you. Anything after 8 a.m. I'll, I'll, I'll show up for. My whole thing with Arsenal winning the league is I'm going to go to the bar next season and there's going to be people coming in with Arsenal shirts on. And saying to me, yeah, I'm from Arsenal originally. I'm like, fuck, no, Arsenal's in London. You're, you, <laughs> it was like when, it's like when Leicester won the league. I go to the Cock and Bull and there's somebody there with a Vardy shirt on. I'm like, come on, man. I'm from Vardy. Yes. <laughs> I grew up yes. in Vardy. Born I, I worked in the same steel bread. mill he did. Born and bred. I know, I know. So I hope that doesn't happen. I, uh... I look forward to to the Fairweather fans so much because we've oh, never yeah, I've never yeah. had them you know the entire time I followed Arsenal it's been weird because for me like the teams that I grew up following in America were so below the category of shit that they don't <laughs> even count you know what I mean yep and then so like when I was following Arsenal I'm like oh that's pretty cool we've won like a couple FA Cups recently and everybody's like this is the worst things yeah. have ever been son and, and I I'm don't like, know what? what's harder because you know, I look back to something like and going way back to Aberdeen and Aberdeen were sort of middle of the table Scottish team and then Ferguson came along and you have this, you know, period that Aberdeen were the first team mm. in 30 or 40 years other than Rangers and Celtic to win the league. They win the European trophies. They just dominated. They were a fantastic team. Um, and then Ferguson left and it all went downhill. So I had that. And then, you know, as a United fan, Ferguson left and it all went downhill. And so I've had both of them. I've had the, the, the highs and then the shit 10 years since Ferguson's left, which makes, for me, it makes it really tough. And I don't know what's worse. Never to have it. I mean, I think about my daughter who's 20 and, you know, the last 10 years without Ferguson, that's all she's known. So you win a trophy, you win the league. It's, it's great. But there was a, there's a great book that was written. Um, I think it was Nick Hornby, um, but he said something along the lines of when you're young and you follow a team that's winning trophies, you just think that's it. So when Aberdeen, yeah. when Aberdeen didn't win the league one year, I'm like, ah, so fuck it, we'll get next year. And then there's no next year, and there's no next year after that, and it just goes down, it's been the same with United. David Moyes comes along, I'm like, ah, fuck it, next year, and ah, next year. And then you just go into this slump, and it's just just the worst feeling but I don't I think back to Aberdeen and I think back to United after Ferguson and think I wish I hadn't thought that now I wish I hadn't been yeah. so flippant about coming second in the league and thinking that's no, okay because it's not it's shit it's like <laughs> Arsenal I mean Arsenal was the same I mean you, you go back you know 15 and 20 years and you know, that invincible yeah. team were just superb and you think it's going to last forever but it doesn't and then one day you find yourself thinking, I'd give a hand job for third. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's fucking top four. Or even last year, I'm like, I don't want to be in that Europa... Whatever, Conference? Whatever, Conference. Conference, League. Champions League Ooh. shit. Ooh. If we could just finish six, it would be great. Doesn't the Europa Conference League just sound like a bunch of Zoom meetings that you're going to have to oh, be I in? <laughs> I think it is. Yeah, it's, it's when you just put your out of office on. I'm not here. It's yeah, I've got, I've got to I've got to do a Europa conference with uh, Slavia Praha right now. <laughs> yeah, but Liverpool are 
I'd love Liverpool to be in that Europa Conference League and have to go to all these teams and play the teams that all begin with a Z or a Z, as you say. That would be fucking great. Clues. Thursday night. Yeah, yeah. Not even, not even prime billing on a Thursday because that's the Europa League. This is right. the games you going on on a Thursday. Yeah, and it's on BT Five <laughs> or something like that. Uh, you just get a ring on your phone that says <laughs> yeah, exactly. Salah's injured. Like. Yes. <laughs> and then you have to I, travel Neil, to the other side of the Kazakhstans and then get back for your Sunday game. It's fucking great. <laughs> yeah, if you can avoid the gorillas. Exactly. Neil, do you got any uh, estimation on if United can beat uh, Sean Daishi's Daish bags uh, coming up? Yeah, yeah I, would, I would hope so. I mean, uh, <clears throat> if you can't beat Everton at home, then, you know, we're, we're definitely not out of this mini slump. They, they should be. Them. I, I, I don't expect any more United to be scoring three or four goals. They just don't seem like that type of team right now. Um, and then, I don't know, you go back to McTominay and Sabitz are in the middle together. I'd put Fred in there instead of one of them. And I would start Martial. Martial always scores against Everton, so... It'll be tight. I mean, and it should be one nothing, two nothing. Ericsson back in full team training right now from yeah, his Andy so Carrolling. I, I know. ACL, Andy Carroll lunge. <laughs> Ex Liverpool, what do you expect? <laughs> I would, he stole. Uh, he stole my season away. Yeah, He's... I know he, he did because he was the one player, not the one player, but one player that really made United tick and. Um, you know, I, I, I look at Ericsson in he's kind of an older version of um, uh, your boy, your captain. Odegaard. Yeah. Odegaard. He's yeah, turned yeah. into a smashing player, isn't he? Because he never... He really has. Because he's, I thought he struggled earlier. Because it's 15, he was going to be, you know, the best player in the world. Real Madrid snapping up and he kind of, he couldn't handle the pressure. But he, he's looked a really good player this year. Yeah, it's very. It's like it'd be like if Oxlade Chamberlain won the Golden Boot next year. You know, it's like he, I think there were a lot of people that had already written him off. You know, but he had that moment where he was supposed to be, and yeah, it's a very yeah. funny one. Yeah. So I yeah. So I think United beat Everton. I'd I'd be a little bit concerned with your bunch going up to Liverpool, but you just don't know what Liverpool team you're going to get at least you guys are consistent so you know if you get a decent showing from liverpool they'll be tougher to beat but i don't know that, that liverpool team that turned up at city last week were fucking awful they were terrible. yeah i mean i won't invoke the scoreline but we'll see is it going to be the team that played city or the team that played united that comes out and plays us yeah yeah two very different teams I just don't know what to make of them. The one thing that I will say, the biggest thing I'm afraid of is not the team Liverpool. It's the stadium. It's Anfield. You know, it's like, it's, yeah. it's that. I'm, and, yeah. and they have put, I believe it's Paul Tierney on the game, who is one of the absolute worst refs in this league, especially when playing, you know, in a sort of raucous, like he, he just, he becomes a fan. And I, the last five games that we've had against big teams, he was that he was the ref yeah. for. We've lost by a lot, so I, I, I think I don't yeah. know. I, I think that that is a real danger that we're going to go up and it's just we're not going to be able to overcome. We're going to be playing on a field that's slanted like that. You know? I tell you what, if if you guys score first, yeah. you just suck everything out of that crowd. 
and I think Liverpool become mm. a lot easier to play against. But the opposite will be true if Liverpool score first, because that yeah. place will just erupt. It's a coin toss then. Yep. Mm. All right, Jeff. One of my. Oh, go ahead. Let me just go back to that. One of my. If we talk about, if we talk about favorite sporting moments, one mm. of my favorite sporting moments has been Arsenal won the league at Liverpool. Oh, in, it's in up for grabs eight, now. In '89. Yeah, yeah. So you think about this Liverpool team all the way through the '80s, which were just best team in the world, truly unbeatable. And they go on, you know, they win whatever it was, six or seven uh, titles out of eight or nine. They were they were superb. And it came down to the last game of the season. Yeah. And Arsenal had to go to Liverpool and beat them two nothing. Or by yeah. two goals. Right. And Arsenal scored, I think, early in the second half, maybe. And then it was the 91st minute. And was it Roe Castle? I can't remember. Yeah, I think Roe Castle put the ball through and... Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas scored. Um, at the end of the ground where the Arsenal fans were, in the 91st minute, in oh. the last game of the season, to win the league on goal difference. And you talk about sporting moments that if you put that in a Hollywood movie, nobody believes it. Yeah. And it was against a team that had gone more or less the decade being the best team and out of sight. And and it was and it was played on a Friday night so they could show the game live and I remember getting the game oh, live wow. in Scotland and it was it was crazy. And there's all these little things in, in, in sport that give you that and not an Arsenal fan. It was great to see Liverpool getting beat, obviously, but yeah. it was just from yeah. just from a sporting moment. Like I say, you put that in a film, nobody believes it. It was fucking great. Yeah, you're, you're too you're, many parts of that that are like you know, it's like, oh, really? You're playing against Liverpool in the yeah. last game of the season. At Liverpool, you know? yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like so many elements of it seem kind of like too much. and you show it, and, and you should look it up. Um, after this, Jeff, if you haven't seen it, and they'll just show that those oh, last minutes, and you got Kenny Dalglish on the sidelines, he's checking his watch, and George Graham, another Scottish uh, coach, yeah. checking his watch, and the ball comes back to the keeper, and that's in the old days where you could pass the ball back to the keeper, and the keeper just punts the ball up, and it's and it's flicked through, and it is unbelievable, it's great, amazing, amazing moment. Jeff, do you by any chance have any form of uh, competition, game, challenge, duel to the death. I do. Oh! I do have a duel for you guys. It's written so, with a question mark in the running order. <laughs> <laughs> um, I went on a little website called manutd.com. I guess you guys couldn't get the normal domain name. Um, that was taken, but manutd.com has a bunch of exclusive quizzes for fans Ooh. and people like me. Um, and <laughs> this particular quiz is going to be five questions. Mm-hmm. Um, they are multiple guests if you'd like them to be. Um, and so I'll just I'll get right into it. Do, uh, do we want to let uh, our guests go first, Jeff? Sure. So uh, what, what is it? You're going to ask me a question. I'm going to give you an answer and then you're going to ask Skylar, a I'm different ask question. Skylar, and then we'll see who gets. There's gonna be five questions total, so we'll see Got who it. gets the uh, the most most correct Got in the it. end. Wait, five each per person? Um, you're both gonna be asked the same questions, and I'm just not gonna tell you the answers until the end. Okay, so we're both answering the same question. Correct. All right. All right. So 
Neil, how old was George Best when he made his United debut on September 14th, 1963? Um, the, the answers that you could choose from are 16, 17, 18, or 19? 18. Skyler, same question. I'm going to say 19 to be different, but I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Manutd.com is not making this easy. I'm going to have to write your answers down. because He's they're not already shagging his bottle to play 19. He'd moved on. <laughs> yeah. He was not texting her back by that point in his life. <laughs> Neil. He played, I, he, he played in Scotland. He went up to Hibs in, in, in Edinburgh in Scotland. I've seen him up at Aberdeen um, on a Wednesday night playing for Hibs after his career was over. Oh, Neil, Neil, I'm very prepared for you to stomp my face in in this game, so don't don't feel bad about don't hold back. Questions, so. These are actually the kind of questions that it's like the sports trivia that no one actually knows because they have nothing. Yeah. But anyway, um, who was the opposition on that day at Old Trafford? Um, Wolves, Aston Villa, Birmingham City, or West Brom? Not all I'm just, now. Yeah, this is a great podcast thing. Uh, I'm no. going to yeah, yeah. go for it, Neil. Just say it. Just say what you think. I'm going to go for Wolves. And I'm going to go for Birmingham City again, literally pulling this out of my ass. Yeah. Oh, you weren't watching that game 20 years before you were born, Skyler? <laughs> no, I've been uh, busy. That old Wolves jersey from the 70s with it was gold and had a black V-neck. Oh, great. Oh, they have good, good colors. Good team, actually, back in the 70s Wolves as well. That match was the first of how many total Reds appearances for best? How many total Ooh. appearances? Oh, my God. This Four. is the best worst quiz ever. <laughs> yeah, this is the worst best quiz. Uh, 470, 480, 490, or 500? 470. All right. 480. <laughs> and I didn't think it was as much as 470. I hate you'd the ask me how answers, many games. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that no. either. Mm -mm. Like, the, the answers are so clumped together that, like, well, okay, I guess it's in the region of 480 then, you dick. Um, They're like, was that match May 1st, May 2nd, May 3rd, yeah. May 4th, or May 5th? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> In the 1968, well, that's what you get when you go to a crappy website like manutd.com. Um, in the 1968 European Cup final, which of United's goals was scored by the Northern Irishman? First, second, third, or fourth? I, I can picture the goal. It's in black and white against Benfica. The, the left goal at Wembley. Uh, third goal. And I, and I think it's the second. This quiz, this quiz might as well be what's on Neil's driver's license. And like, no, no, this is good because this, this is for an old guy like me. You, you mention wolves, and I think about the old wolf strip and the players. And you mentioned the '68 final, which obviously I didn't see at the time, but I've watched since. And this, just, this brings memories flooding back, Sky. This is sports, Skyler. <laughs> I don't remember what I had for dinner last night because I, I might not have even had it, but. <laughs> 
I do right. kind of think like it would have been great if Arsenal, like if Arsenal won the league this year, it would have been great if they had won the league like ten years ago when I still had brain cells left. Because I feel like my <laughs> memories of this are gonna be like, uh, there yeah. was like granite Saka or something. <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> you'll remember the last minute goal against uh, uh, oh, against Bournemouth. Can't can't forget that. And that's what you'll remember this season. There'll be other little bits and pieces. Yeah. You'll and remember it, beating United. Story, it will sound equally unbelievable, except it actually will, because it'll be us and Bournemouth down to the wire. Bournemouth had won the last seven league <laughs> titles on the trot. We needed to win. Yep. Yep. And uh, my grandkids will never look it up because they'll be bored <laughs> to tears. Um, in which year was the United Trinity statue at Old Trafford featuring best Charlton and Law unveiled? And you got multiple choices, 2006, right? 2006. Okay. 2007, thank you for the reminder. 2008 <laughs> and 2009 are the chances. So if you were going to guess in the 80s, manutd.com would like you to go fuck yourself. Yes. Well, I'm going to go with 2008, and I'm only saying that because they won the Champions League in 2008. I don't mm. really have an idea, but I'll go with 2008. And that's also my guess, and I wrote it down before you said it. I'm not trying no. to copy you. If anything, I've pushed myself into oncoming traffic to avoid taking your answers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, the immediate response is <laughs> hard luck today. You'll do better tomorrow. You scored two out of five. So that's what I gave. I was bubbling in all of Neil's answers. Let me uh -uh. see if I can sneeze again. You're going nope. to sneeze. Um, let me see if I... if. Neil did better than Skyler still. So the correct answer for how old George Best was when he made his debut was 17. Oh. So Neil was closer than Skyler. Skyler said 19. So I win. Um, <laughs> um, question two, who was our opposition on that day? It was West Brom. Neither West of you Brom. guessed West Brom. Shit team. Um, that match was the first of how many total Reds appearances for best? 470. You got that right, Neil. Neil you chose William the lowest. One, right? I would have guessed a lot lower, too. Especially yeah. when you were slagging him off earlier, saying he only played for you guys for like three seasons or whatever. Um, Sounds like it was like six or seven seasons. Well, it six or seven, but three good ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's more than he gave the Northern Irish team. Um, in the 1968 European Cup final, which of United's goal scorers by the Northern Ireland, it was the second. You could yeah, get it. in! Get in, baby! Get in! Tyler has won on you now. but uh, Just woke up dead relatives with that scream. I was into that. I think you will need to win by two on this last question, Skyler, <laughs> like Arsenal in 1989. And we, our last question is that we gave the same answer, though. So, yes. so unfortunately champion. for you, Skyler, <laughs> Neil is crown champion. And was it 2008? It was 2008. You're correct. Damn it. Well, yeah, I guess, Neil, I guess we're the same. I guess we're equally as knowledgeable uh, about United, equally as skilled. Well, I don't think we're the same. <laughs> <laughs> we've actually, I think we've got one, one more, one more feature here before we we hug and kiss and say goodbye. Uh, Neil, yeah, not to ahead. not to make you improv here. Nostalgia FC update for any of our audience who is listening who happens to play soccer with us on Sundays. Uh, wanted to hear from Neil, uh, the spiritual captain, the cantina of our of our club. How's no. the season? How how we been doing? 
Like give us, give us, give us your like. If there's anybody who's been playing out of their out of their skin right now, well, do you want to highlight we anybody? We played our first game of the new season last week, a two-two draw against one of the top teams from the season before, which I thought was good. I thought it was a game that we should have won, but um, I, I think when we have everybody there, we are the best team in the league. And I think like any Sunday league, you're going to be missing players from time to time. So no, I I. Look, when you get to my age and you still have the ability to play and stroll around, it's great. I, I, there will be a time, and I've noticed it in the last couple of seasons, that things really have slowed down. And there will be a time where I'll just have to watch from the sidelines. But playing football on a Sunday is fucking great. Just, just to go out there and kick around for 40 minutes or 50 minutes or however long the games are. Great. Well, I think you've still got it. So shut up with all this retirement talk. I don't want to hear that. Well, I got three yellow slash red cards last season, and I don't think any of them were particularly malicious. I just think I was just slow, uh, and, you, and and my mind knows what I want to do, and I just don't always. Listen, we've seen we've seen what's happened to Casemiro this year. I think you're being targeted because of your ethnicity. That's really think, what it comes yeah, down to. I think that all, yeah, one guy did make fun of my accent, so I did go after him deliberately. Other than that, <laughs> everything else was uh, was just accidental. You want to give a shout out? Oh, my, uh, my some of my race baiting about the Scots on this. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Neil, do you want to give any shout-outs to any players? We recently just got our, our coach, Emily, back from a long injury. A lot of people working their way back. Even now, I mean, I, I coached high school football in L.A. for for 15 or 20 years. Um, and I hated when kids had to miss out with injury. And even now, at our age, when you have people that want to play and they can't play because they're injured. I hate it. Emily's back and I thought Emily was fucking fantastic on Sunday. Um, you know, she starts by saying, I'm going to have to take it easy today. And then when the whistle blew, she was just like a maniac all over the field, which was great. So it was great to have her back. Um, Christian scored from the halfway line, which was great. Yeah, Jeff, one of our one of our strikers who's been injured for a while, but he has a really good shot, just took the ball from kickoff and hit a straight line with a shot into the upper corner. I've never seen anything like it. Wow. Yeah, it was just and I was right behind it when it hit it. And you know when when the ball doesn't move in there and it's not rotating, oh, it was yeah. just oh, it was it was sweet. And he kind of shrugged <laughs> his shoulders as if he did, does that every week it was great wow yeah his, his name is christian and i was like christian just sent that ball to hell like it, it was like a nice thematic <laughs> compliment and then you've got renee who is this sort of I, I don't know i mean you watch him play you know he's brazilian he's got all the touches i mean the ball's always ball never further than six or eight inches away from him when he's when he's moving it's it's great to watch him playing but like any Brazilian, and Anthony being one of them, you know, he beats a player once, he'll come back and beat the player again just for the hell of it. And it's great. Yeah. And, it, and it's fucking great to watch. And it's great to watch players like that. And we've got a real, I think we've just got a real mix of players in the team. Um, but everybody kind of knows their role. You know what I mean? I know that I, if I'm playing at the back, I cannot make a run up the field. 
and expect to get back in time. You know, I make a run up the field and I gotta get a taxi back. It is, I just know my role. And, you know, Christian's the same playing up top and Renee's the same with, with the ball at his feet. And, you know, everybody's just kind of fitted into this little system that we play now. And Jack it's was Skyler's back, role. it's great to have Jack. <laughs> Skylar. Yeah, it, it, it's me. I think I got to pick my moments. I got to pick my moments and make sure that when I take that moment, it's like I got to choose the right joke and I got to make sure that like everyone on the team is laughing or I've just talked for no reason. And that's like Renee an embarrassment. like the yellow water bottle, you know. <laughs> no, it's good. It's great. We've got a really good bunch of people. We've got a team meeting uh, next Saturday, three o'clock at Nostalgia Bar. It's an all-day drinking session. I think you missed the last one, Skyler. And I'll I'll be in I'll be in New York City for the next one as well. Oh, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> please, no. So it's good. I enjoy all it. In. All good. good well, this has been another episode of Meet the Soccer's. Jeff and I would love to extend a very gracious thank you to you, Neil. You are you're literally a living legend. Oh wait, and I'm, I'm just going through. My answers on these questions, I did have 17, and I did have West Brom. So I think I, <laughs> I, did, should, be, I should be okay with that quiz there. No, it was a pleasure. You know, I, I, I've, never, I've, never, <laughs> I've never been on a podcast before, so I'll, I'll add that to my resume. You were born to be on podcasts. Well, you need to be on more. You, I told you if uh, you get me on, I'll just kind of go sidetrack and start talking about things that I probably shouldn't talk about. But. Jeff, we should have I one of it. we should have one of our other Arsenal fan guests and Neil on, and you and I can just put on mute and just like eat popcorn and watch the two of them <laughs> duke it out. That'd be amazing substitute teachers. I like it. <laughs> yep. So I wish you all the best this weekend, Jeff. I do because uh, it's Liverpool. Because it's I think playing Liverpool. Make, yeah, <laughs> and it'll make the season a little bit more uh, uh, exciting and enjoyable. Uh, and I would hate, I would hate. Liverpool to derail you. I just think your your games at Newcastle and City will be decisive. But I don't think City go 10 games. I don't think City win the next 10 games. I think City will drop points. It just yeah. depends how, how, how many you guys do. And, I mean, look, Tottenham finish out the top four. You win the league or finish second in the league. It's got to be a good season for you. <laughs> I keep trying to remind myself that the goal at the beginning of the year was top four. Yeah, uh, yeah. feels hard to remember that these days. Yeah, I'm. A, I, I was. I'm a little bit disappointed, just a little bit. Um, when you got beat by Sporting in the Europa League, because I thought yeah. that would have been a great game in a semi or a final against United. I thought that would have been great going back. Well, now we're going to get Mourinho. I know. Oh, I know. Yeah. And. Don't we have the possibility of Juventus in the semi? Yeah. I think so. Fucking Pogba and... Uh, he, he won't play. Don't worry about it. Di Maria. <laughs> Di Maria back at United. I mean, that's one... I mean, there's not many ex-players that United fans hate, but he's certainly... Of the current crop, he is certainly top of the list. The snack. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Neil. We've got anyway, we've got to head out. I, I derailed your your good. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to was trying to say you've been such a great guest, and then you fucked it up. Yeah. Uh, it's it's been such a pleasure having you, and yeah, you you, you if you'll come back if you'll come back you'll be back. Of course, I loved it. Right. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Peace. Meet the suckers.
你的。